Hello, I'm Darian St. Martin, and I'm your host at World Speaks English podcast, where we discuss all things English, and in particular, the most effective IELTS tips provided by me, an experienced IELTS trainer, and the testtaker.com website, where you can find more materials for each of our audio lessons. You're listening to a series of podcasts about IELTS speaking. Today's topic is education, and we will be reviewing sample answers to typical questions you might get at your test, as well as some key vocabulary you must know for the topic. Let's begin with the first part of the IELTS speaking section. The examiner will now ask you some relatively easy questions. Remember, here I'm talking about myself giving you the examples, so when it is your turn to practice or show up at the exam, you have to develop your own answers. So, the first question might be, what kind of school did you go to as a child? And I might say, I had studied in the best school of the region. It was a powerful educational institute, inside and out. Both the building was large and beautifully made of glass, as well as the teachers were very talented and highly experienced in their sophisticated profession. Next question is, did you go to the different schools or a single one? Well, I changed my school when transferred from grade 4 to 5, and this is the transition we make in my country from the elementary to the secondary school. What was your favorite subject as a child? I liked math personally a lot when I was at school. I'd always get high scores in exams, plus it's very practical. The other question might be, who was your favorite teacher? And I might say, that was definitely my math teacher. She not only made each lecture incredibly interesting and exciting, she also was our class lady, uniting me and my classmates in various group activities. The next question is, which university or college did you attend? Well, actually, I went to four different universities. That's because I changed two during my bachelor's degree, and then I had a double degree abroad during master's. What your university was like? And I can say, in grad school, my master's degree, I studied at two universities that were the best business schools of Russia and Switzerland. They were huge in size and insightful in education. What did you study at university? I studied finance and management. This specialization turned out to be perfect for me, and I've never regretted my choice. And the last question here might be, what is special about this subject? And I'd say, basically, this is about managing money, assets, investments, people, production and strategy of any company, which is the basis of the world economy. And that's pretty special for me, to be honest, in my subject. Now, moving on to the part two here, you'll get a cue card with a big question written on it, and then it kind of gets broken down to smaller questions. The question for today is, describe a course you enjoyed at university. You should say when and where you took it, what lessons were like, what made the course different from others, and explain why you enjoyed this course. You can take up to one minute to think about your answer and to take some notes. After I thought about it and took a couple of lines of notes, this is what I've come up with. 
The course I'd like to describe is called Lean Startup Approach. It was offered to us at the St. Gallen University in Switzerland during my master's degree. The course was specifically designed to help students understand the theoretical approach to managing startups as well as try it out in practice. The syllabus of this course, like for all the others, was distributed online via our digital system. It comprised the outline of lectures included in the course, the main topics and assignments we would need to do. The curriculum of the course comprised at first some lectures on campus, where we were to learn more about the Lean approach, and then had to do a practical project with various companies. As an integral part of the course, we were assigned to groups, each having to choose a specific partnering organization. My group ended up doing a project for PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is a large international audit firm. The course really stood out from the others because it offered us a unique opportunity to work with professionals of the consulting industry, developing a practical solution to their business problem, which is the most valuable for any master's program. So that was my part to answer and remember this part is for your monologue time. The examiner will not interrupt you and will give you the time to finish. But in the third part that is following, you are going to discuss and have a two-way conversation with your examiner. And the examiner is to ask you some questions that expand your point of view. And those questions are kind of additional to what you had in your part two. So the Question number one might be, how are priorities in education today different from those in the past? And you may say, in such a fast-changing world we are in today, priorities in education have transformed as well. In our current society, education opens more opportunities and offers to obtain a wider skill set that was not attainable in the past. For example, colleges and universities decide to shift from theoretical education to practical one. Courses have become more and more digital, requiring students to learn how to be proficient in their computers early on. The second question might be, is a good education more important for a boy or a girl and why? And you may say, substantial education is important for anyone, regardless of their gender. Both should be given equal rights and access to education. In today's society, women have proven that they can do tasks and get jobs that only men used to have back in the day. Women have shown their competency in various fields, such as politics, science, sports, and many others. Men, on the other hand, have equally entered some new industries that had been considered female, such as cooking, housekeeping, fashion, or makeup. I reckon both sexes must be given equal opportunities in their education and workplace. The next question and the last one here is how well do you think schools should prepare young people for work in life? Schools are considered our second home when we are young. This is where we, as kids, learn almost everything, starting from the basis of reading and writing. Before the adulthood begins, this is the place where one gets most of their training. Sadly, middle and high schools rarely put emphasis on practical life skills, such as entrepreneurship, financial literacy or relationship management. 
In my opinion, schools must extend their courses by guiding young people to their future careers, step by step. So, this is what I would answer to the questions that I've just read you out loud about education. Now, let's review some key vocabulary for the topic. I'm going to read a word, then its definition, and provide some descriptions to it, or some sentences that you can use as examples. So, the first word you might use in your educational topic is qualification. Now, a qualification is a quality or accomplishment that makes someone suitable for a particular job or activity. For instance, you can say, these qualifications are just like a ticket for entry into the corporate world. A graduation, on the other hand, is the completion of a university degree course. And a good example is to say, I went to England to work right after my graduation. Some verbs that are related a lot to education is to enroll, to officially register as a member of an institution, and then to study, to apply the mind to learning and understanding a subject. You can see the sample sentences or examples in the theory PDF that you can download for this lesson, as well as the transcript from the testtaker.com website. Now, I'm just going to mention the words and their definitions to save some time. So, a course is a series of lessons or lectures in a particular subject, as well as discipline. This can be used to talk about the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. And, of course, one should never forget about discipline, especially when studying. A degree is a qualification or an academic rank that is given after successful completion of a course or study. So, for instance, someone has no degree in engineering because he's an accountant. And this not only is a specialization, but also a degree. A tuition is training or instruction provided by a teacher or tutor, especially in small groups. Um, so there can be free tuition or paid tuition, depending on what you choose. Then, talking about some conventional forms of education, you might mention primary or elementary school, which is the institution in which children aged between 5 and 11 receive the first stage of their academic learning. The secondary school, though, is classes for children aged from 11 to 16 or to even 18 in the UK. Um, students, when they are enrolled at a specific academic institution, try to pass their test. So to pass means to go through any inspection or test successfully to succeed in an exam. Please do not mix up to pass or to take exams. When someone passed their exam, this means they have successfully done it. But when someone just takes the exam, this means they are in the process of taking the exam. There is no result yet. It is not yet known whether they have passed it or failed it. To conduct means to organize or carry out something. So, for instance, students might conduct a survey to study people's attitudes to local environmental issues. You can also talk about receiving a degree or acquiring a degree, maybe even acquiring new expertise while you are studying. Now, there is also compulsory education. This is the education that must be done because of a rule or law. There are also comprehensive schools. Those are state schools that do not select 
their intake on the basis of academic achievement or aptitude. The comprehensive high schools provide students with holistic education that allows them to become well-rounded adults. But if someone is not into comprehensive schooling, they might opt in for private education. And private education is just paid classes run in a private school funded by a wealthy individual or a company. And in fact, the percentage of secondary school pupils in England in private education has dropped since comprehensive schools were introduced. Students, while they are studying, tend to make progress or they want to make progress. And someone who makes progress moves forward, improves, becomes closer to their goals. But there are still some dropouts. A dropout is a student who fails to complete a course of study. Maybe they fail to do in their coursework. And the coursework is work done during course of study, especially that contributes to one's mark. Approximately 50% of the overall marks for courses each year are obtained from continuously assessed coursework. The dropout might even fail in doing some research, which is the systematic investigation into the study of materials and sources in order to establish facts and reach new conclusions. And research is usually the basis of any decree. Now, let's move forward to word formation. Remember, you might transform words a little bit to get from nouns to verbs to adjectives and vice versa. So, for instance, there is a verb to graduate as well as a noun, a graduation. Or from the verb to qualify, you may form a noun, a qualification or an adjective, qualified. Remember to use all of them in your speech to make it sound more vivid and interesting. For the verb to educate, you can easily form a noun education or two different adjectives. Well-educated, for instance, or educational. To innovate can be also used as a noun and innovation. And in recent years, the value of innovation has been demonstrated in many sectors. Or you can say innovative. Magazines and the internet open a huge range of innovative designer options. That can be one example of using innovative in a sentence. Um, interestingly, you can say to attend something or an attendance, and that's a word that can be used a lot when talking about education, because, for instance, on Saturday, talent scouts will attend the graduate show of the fashion college, or some students will attend a specific course, or students will attend a speech by the head of an institution. Those are words that are highly used in any speech about education. That's it! To get more materials about this topic, like collocations, word formation and useful resources, go to the testtaker.com website. You are also welcome to visit my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash where you will get a ton of free books, practice PDFs and tips for IELTS. See you in the next episode of World Speaks English podcast. Bye!